Welcome to Career Beats, 20-minute talks to navigate the new career development paradigm, hosted by Carmen Gonzalez, coach and career advisor at Isada Careers. Hi, listeners. I'm Carmen Gonzalez, Associate Director of Isada Careers, coach, and passionate about unlocking talent. I'm so pleased to be here with you today. We all want to develop a career that feels good, not only in terms of prestige or money, but more importantly, in terms of how good it is going to make us feel inside. We are witnessing a significant change in what's important to us career-wise. Aspects like status, power, or a high salary are no longer the most important variables in the equation. While these are still factors that we consider, There are other aspects we evaluate now when looking for job opportunities. For our job to be ideal, it needs to be linked with who we are, what we want, and how it can help us make the right impact in the world. So what does an ideal job mean and how do we find it? To help us discover it, we are so delighted to have Carol Viana with us today. Carol is a consultant, coach, writer, speaker, and as she describes herself, a career activist. She has vast experience working with top business schools, and she has helped thousands of individuals to figure out the best strategy for their job search and career development. Carol has also recently published an amazing book called My Ideal Job and How to Find It, the perfect manual to successfully navigate the difficult journey of finding a meaningful career. I'm especially happy to host Carol today, since she is not only an outstanding professional, but also a former colleague from Esade Careers. So many happy memories together. Carol, we are so excited to have you with us today. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Carmen. I'm very excited to be here as well. It's a real pleasure. So Carol, tell us a little bit more about yourself. How did, you, how did the idea of your book start? Okay, so my name is Carol. I am originally from Belgium, but I am always had Spain in my heart. I moved to Spain a couple of years ago. I'm currently working for a company called Actio Global. I'm mm-hmm. the head of global expansion there, and 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 I'm the people transformation lead, which means um, there's a big focus on leadership, on coaching, and and future development of interesting products. Okay, mm-hmm. um, how did the idea of my book start? I would say that. I've always I've always had the dream of, of writing a book. Uh, since I was little, I was always reading books, and I'm a big reader, and I always had this dream of, of writing a book one day, and but I I couldn't figure out what to write about, right? So then I, I started following more of my passions, my interests, and I discovered I need to add value with the book. Like, what are the needs of people? And, and, and my book should be an answer to the needs of people. Mm-hmm. And as I grew as a career coach and and helping people find their ways, I was like, I need to share this with more people. I need to share the knowledge that I'm finding in my own way, but also by helping others and and to help uh, to help spread all of these insights. And then the final part um, is I did an online course of um, Harvard. Mm-hmm. And it was focused on helping businesses grow and be more performant by focusing on health. And I thought the whole health aspect was very holistic, was very interesting. And I also applied this to to career coaching in a way. So that's the whole kind of um, 
spectrum of how the idea of my book started and then everything just kind of flew from there yeah now that's really interesting so everything linked together right exactly and Carol how would you define an ideal job I guess that everyone uh, all our listeners are have this question in mind what's really an ideal job Yes, this is the number one question people ask me. They love asking me this question. <laughs> um, I would say, of course, it's highly individual. Um, but I think there are some parts that we can generalize. The first one, and I hate to use the overhyped term purpose here, but I do think it's an important element of an, of an ideal um, work is to find, to find something that drives you or to find something that has an impact or that has a purpose, kind of find your why and then that you have an impact, a good impact on the world. I do think it's important. The second one is that you have a healthy expression level at work. What does that mean? That you're able to have a good way of talking, a good communication, good relationships at work. I think that's definitely interesting. Mm -hmm. And then the third one is a place where you don't feel drained, obviously, you know, where you can take care of your yeah. health or at least feel that you can, you know, your mental health, your physical health, it doesn't drain you, but Maybe it will not give you energy every day because we're, you know, it's it can't be perfect every day, but it shouldn't drain you, which in a lot of cases is the case. It should give you some level of energy, of course, and drive you. Then um, the fourth one is the ideal job is a place where you kind of feel a stretch. Uh, in, in coaching, there's also this this uh, graphics of flow, right? So that you feel in the flow most of the time so that you feel like your competencies and the level of challenge is in balance. So maybe I'm learning, but it's not too much, right? I'm not going in burnout. I'm not going in bore out, but I'm yeah. in the sweet spot in the middle where I feel a stretch in my competencies. And then the two last one, I think it's a place where you feel your uniqueness is valued or adds value to the company. Um, in different ways I know it's a very abstract concept but I think it applies in general and then the last part is that there's transparency in the workplace and and this of course it's more from the workplace itself and it's less a personal thing but you can look for places where there's a transparent policy where the alignment of teams where the strategy is being translated and and that you feel that it's clear what do I do here how do I work to succeed like there's a, a very clear strategy there as well in a nutshell, I know there's many other things, but I think these are the the, the elements that make a, a workplace really ideal. That's amazing. So you were talking about transparency. Um, I guess it, it, it relates to safety, right? An environment where you feel safe and you feel you can bring your, your best self. Definitely. And we talk a lot and there's lots of research about, for example, psychological safety, the concept of psychological, like not having a, a culture of fear at work. I think there's a lot of uh, organizations that operate subconsciously, like we don't, we will never say this out loud, but I think there's lots of people and lots of organizations that operate in a culture of fear and yeah. having this transparent workplace and, and more of a communicative, like open, transparent organization definitely helps with that. Yeah, absolutely. Amazing. And Carol, I guess that everything starts with uh, knowing mm -hmm. what you want. So exactly how to know what I want and how to translate <laughs> that into my career. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know it's that's a difficult because... one. <laughs> it's funny because there's a there's another great book out there it's called how to design your life designing your life and there are two stanford professors that wrote it because it's based on a 
design course, a designing your life course at Stanford that is very popular. And in the book, there's a quote that says, you know, career advisor usually get people over and they they're like okay what so what do you want to say I don't know I was hoping you would tell me you know what would be right for me and this happens a lot so it's very normal I think to help you figure out what you want what I've seen that works really well the first step I think is to to take time to really vocalize or write down or reflect on what is it that I want, you know, because we yeah. kind of run in the rat race or, you know, you're in your daily routines and kind of stepping back and say, okay, what is it that I want? Just that. I think it's an interesting first step. You can write it down or you can talk to people about it. You can have a coach or you can have somebody that you can fight in. I think that's the first one. Um, I would add a level of maybe even dreaming because yeah. I think dreams um, are a very important vehicle for finding out what what it is that drives you that excites you that doesn't mean you have to make it all the way to your dream if you can perfect but I think there's a very interesting um zone between your dreams and reality that that can can be explored and then um I would say experiment uh, a lot because sometimes it's very hard to figure out what we want because there's so many different layers inside us you know education society family uh, opportunities like there's it's so different for everyone and, and experimenting with things will give you answers um, because if it's all mental, it's very hard to figure out everything mentally. But if you try things out, you're like, oh, no, this I don't want this. I do want this. I don't want. So I'm a big fan of trying things out, experimenting, um, writing things down. And then in the whole process, because this is a process that's ongoing, I would say it's all your life. You're figuring out what you want all your life. Right. But in that process, really figuring out what is what is me and what is something else like what is a limiting belief here because maybe I want a very you know a very high seniority job or maybe I want this but is this me or is this a, some is this coming from a limiting belief that I'm not good enough until I get there or I mean there's a million limiting beliefs and it's like these small little voices we have in our head that hold us back and, uh, and I talk a lot about this in my book as well yeah that's uh yeah that's uh the, the inner voice right that sometimes exactly. uh, uh, stops us from from doing great things just because we have that voice inside saying you know you cannot do it you're not good enough and exactly you no know, it's it's there for a reason because otherwise maybe we would do very crazy things very dangerous exactly. things exactly. but at the same time we need to learn how to you know uh turn that voice down and just as you say, experiment, uh, trying things out is the best way Definitely. to really figure out what, what you want to do and, you know, what fits you and what makes you feel energetic and all the things that you were uh, saying before about the ideal job. Yeah, totally. That's really interesting. And Carol, you were also talking a lot about uh, well-being and, and health, which I think mm-hmm. it's a very... Uh, important variable in, uh, in in the workplace and in our career and, and one that sometimes we don't take into account. So how mm-hmm. to make sure that the career that uh, we choose is also good for my well-being mm-hmm. and, and for the planet? Exactly. So when we look at the future, I like looking at the future, like where are we going? Nice. And, and 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 we're looking at the state of the world and not just our own lives, but you know our community and, and collectively. I think it's essential to understand the urgency we're in, right? I mean, it's 
I know there's a lot of um, resistance to this conversation as well, because then people feel uncomfortable or it's like there's some kind of guilt that comes up and, and there's lots of eco anxiety and people, you know, like, where do I position yeah. myself in this? But I think we have to acknowledge the urgency, look at the future and look at solutions, right? So we have to um, um, look at SDGs, for example, there's a very, very um, powerful framework um, from the United Nations with our sustainable development goals. Looking at those and seeing where you can have an impact is, a, I think, a very valuable and, and valid first step. And then there's also the concept of embracing entrepreneurship. Eh? We can, of course, you can start your own business and be entrepreneurial, but there's also a big field, I think, that's yet to be explored more in depth is entrepreneurship. Go into a company that's not necessarily doing good things for the world and be a change maker. Um, yeah. Embrace that entrepreneurship. And, and if you can't be join them, you know. And, and see what you can do from inside, I would say. Um, another, I think that maybe two more things that, that could be interesting in these terms is that when you start your career, when you're negotiating, in fact, the offer or looking for companies, keep an eye open for culture, keep an eye open um, for these well-being practices, keep an eye open for setting also your own terms. Um, yeah. That means you have to be self-aware about how you are more informant and what it means for you to be healthy and what's your well-being. And the more self-aware you are about this, the more you can also set your terms when you enter a new company. I'm, I'm looking at students that are, are looking for jobs right now, for example, and say, you know, this is how I function best. And of course, it requires a lot of flexibility sometimes from an employee, from an employer's side, but I think it's a win-win. Um, and I think. I think that's really important. The self-awareness part, it's if we don't even realize, you know, that how we are healthy in the day to day, it's very hard to kind of set the stage for that. Um, I think we tend to forget we have a body. We yeah. do work a lot with computers, right? Yeah. And a lot with our minds uh, today. And we cannot forget that there's a there's a body attached to that. Yeah. And, and we also forget to listen to our body right and and the signs exactly. that our body give us sometimes about being too tired needing a, a break or to rest for a for a little while sometimes you know uh, just having exactly. a little break makes a big difference and I really liked what you were saying about you know all the things that we can do ourselves for our well-being mm -hmm. and also for the planet I read a very interesting article um by Jen Fisher, who is uh, the mm -hmm. well-being uh, the, the well-being mm -hmm. director for Deloitte, Deloitte and yeah. um, she was saying, you know, how to be the chief well-being officer uh, officer of of yourself, right? And exactly. uh, making sure that you do the right things to to be well and and to perform at your at your best, and that's very important. And sometimes it and starts also, with listening to yourself. Oh, definitely. And this is a long-term strategy. And this is something that in our economic models and and, and, and it's a big change in, in long-term thinking. We cannot think short-term, we think long-term. You know, the re regeneration, the circular economy, that these are all things that look at the long-term. And even with our health, we're very wired to look at short-term satisfaction and taking care of our health. It's 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 difficult for a lot of us. And and but I think it's an it's an interesting place where we're going. And there's lots of things moving in companies in this area as well. So I'm very excited about the future yeah. of, of well-being and sustainability in, in companies.
Absolutely. That's uh, really nice to hear. So, Carol, sí. now I'll share three questions that have been chosen yeah. by our audience. So you can mm -hmm. give us a short and practical answer. So mm -hmm. first question, are the candidates' expectation clashing with the reality of companies? Um, I would say yes. Why? Look at talent turnover. And, yeah. um, maybe that's not necessarily expectations versus, you know, the reality, but... Um, I think, I think companies are sometimes slow to pick up what candidates or the new generation, let's call it the new generation in a way, no, is expecting from a workplace or is desiring from a workplace as, as a way also to, I mean, I think that the new generation is more holistic in the terms that I want to enjoy life, right? I want to yeah. enjoy my work, but I want to enjoy other parts of my life as well. I want to have a balanced life and, uh, and I want to have a healthy life. And, and I think companies are not always in tune with those expectations. Um, I think there's an, there's also an, a big, big um, point here, which is to speak up about it because, because what I was commenting before, there's a culture of fear. There's not a, a culture of continuous feedback, right? So it's not, mm -hmm. it's not something that is easy to come to, to, to come up with, like to speak up about as well. Um, so you kind of have to have a framework already existent in a company before before you're you're able to speak up about it. And it's something we have to change, I think. Um, so yeah, I think I think my answer here is yes. A yeah. lot of times yes. Yeah. But uh also as you said, there are uh, changes in place now and companies are starting to really make an effort to to make sure that that gap is not as big anymore, right? Well, I'm generalizing here, but I think it's interesting to see what's going on in, in tech companies because or in places where it's very hard to attract talent, you know, what they're doing there, they're going the extra mile to attract that talent, but often it's thing that maybe other people also want, right? So it's interesting. I think it's always interesting to see um, what what the actions are, are, are there to see how we can extrapolate it to other sectors and other companies as well. Absolutely. And you also highlight the importance of allies uh, in your book. Why are they important? Mm -hmm. I think allies in terms of, you know, they're like your, the, the friends of your mind, the friends of your inner voice. I mean, this sounds very spiritual, but I really think it strengthens your voice. I mean, we all have our insecurities, our doubts about intuition or something that you really feel is true for you. And I think this, this can help, um, help strengthen where you want to go. Also, in, in especially in terms of entrepreneurship, I really believe in in, in a non-aggressive approach uh, of change. I mean, it's all good if you have ideas or or um, a certain way of thinking and you want to implement this in a company. If you stand alone and you're quite aggressive and that's, I mean, I don't think it will get you very far. Um, what I mean by that, I think it's a smart way to gather allies to get to convince people around you to kind of build a community or, or even build a business case around it and yeah. and go together um in that sense and then of course there's the, the aspect of family friends and 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 the emotional health part as well not that they help you kind of succeed things in life as well to have that support group to have that network i think it's it's underestimated and it's really important absolutely that's uh that's absolutely key so thank you and how do you imagine mm -hmm. the future of organizations so I imagine the future of organizations as in a big change in strategy, 
in terms of regenerative strategy. Um, I think where we're going is a very interesting, I mean, the ideal sustainable regenerative world. And I think there's going to be lots of changes in strategy, but also on, on political level, on European level, there's lots of uh, reporting that will need to be done on ESG, for example. So I think there's going to be an interesting shift there. Um, then there's the implementation, obviously, of all these strategies, which is another world on itself. Um, I think companies will have to be agile and have to be very resilient in their ways to respond to the market. And the better you prepare yourself for this future, the more you'll be, you know, agile in a way and, and able to respond to a different market. I really, I really hope and I think well-being and health policies will, will be the norm and that work is such a big part of our lives and, and yeah. you should go to a balanced, balanced um, model. There's this company called Futera that has developed the awesome Anthropocene goals. It's optimistic and a bit wild what they what they developed, but for every sustainable developed goal, they went even further. For example, if the first one is no poverty, they said we want a universal decent income for all or the um, SDG 14, you know, we want a renaissance below water. Um, half the world is wild. Um, there's a gender is a source of joy. Um, so they really took it to a whole new level, which I really love. But I think in general, um, if you ask me the future organization is, is this, um, a companies that look at the long-term or just short-term and that look at their companies as a holistic entity and, and that focus a lot on health, environmental health, you know, physical health and emotional health etc etc yeah interesting and you know it's very hopeful to see that there are steps being taken into that direction and people like you carol are taking actions to help organizations to to shape this new reality for for individuals and and for the workplace so that's uh, exciting to see definitely and now as as final words of wisdom if you were to give only one piece of career advice to our uh, to our listeners, what would it be? What's the one thing you would tell our students so they can build a strong career? It's hard to give one advice. This <laughs> is to punish me. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's okay. I think I'd say, again, this is a cliche, no? But it's such a, a cliche, but I would, I would really say spend time to figure out what it is that really drives you. Um, it's easy. It's so easy to say, you know, find your why and find your, you know, your purpose. And, and it's, it's so overhyped, but I think more than anything, when you find out what it is that really drives you, that gives you so much power. I think, and when you're talking about to build a strong career, you can, you can hook many different functions and many different companies onto a drive. Like it kind of, it's like your, your North star, you know, they, they call it North star um, that helps you, fuel yourself over and over again I know that I'm very oriented towards having an impact that can be in very different ways but I want to do good I want to have an impact I have a preference for three four sustainable development goals and this is what drives me every day everything else is just how how do I get there and then maybe something we've said before right don't forget about your body I mean we're all in a very mental a place at work usually and again I'm generalizing into a sector here because there are sectors where this is not the case but we tend to forget about our our, our bodies in the workplace and and if we think long term I think this is definitely something not to be that that shouldn't be neglected 
Yeah, absolutely. So what makes you feel energetic and what makes your body feels good, right? Exactly. Hands, it's it's head, heart and hands. I like that. Hi, <laughs> absolutely. That's really nice. And I'm sure that our students will be eager to find out more about you. So where can they mm -hmm. find you? Um, LinkedIn is the best way to connect with me. You can follow me. You can connect with me. You can send me uh, a message. I'm, I'm always keen to help other people and find ways to give. And of course, there's there's my website. It's just my name.com. And you can buy the book there if you're if you're interested after this podcast. Yeah, I absolutely recommend it. It's very practical, easy to read. It's really nice. So I absolutely recommend it. Thank you so much, Carmen. It's really nice. Carol, thank you so much for being with us today. We're a pleasure talking to you about something as important as how to develop an authentic career. The pleasure was all mine. <laughs> Yeah, you have given us very practical tips, not only on how to find your ideal job, but also on how to find a career that is sustainable, both for us and for the world. So thank you for all the wisdom you shared with us today. It's been fantastic. Thank you, Karen. As you say in your book, if you want to know what you really, really want, you need to start dreaming again. So I'll finish by throwing this exact question to the audience. What's your dream? Perhaps... This is the question that should always guide us. And on this high note, we are closing the first season of Career Beats. What a pleasure it's been sharing with you different career topics, which we hope have thrown some clarity on your career journey. And we will continue for season two in September. Can't wait. Thank you all for being on the other side. Looking forward to seeing you in the next season of Career Beats. your career beating. Tune in on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts for a monthly dose of career stories, advice, and trends.